I believe this is the uh, first episode of Hanging with Big Waltz, where we're interrupted by a phone call from one of the kids, Brady Kachuk, from your Ottawa Senators, part of the podcast on accident. Uh, also, a little talk about the Kentucky Derby, the Blues playoff chances, Clem Costin, what to expect. Don't forget Keith Kachuk, upper management with the Blues, the director of player recruitment. I think I got his title right. Uh, hockey talk with Big Walt, and of course, talking about the kids. We kind of get into that topic all the time here. We are presented, as always, part of the Kilcoin Conversation, hanging with Big Walt every other week on scoopswithdannymack.com, brought to you by our friends at Triad Bank, located in Frontenac on Clayton Road, five-star rated bank that was started in 2005. And I can't emphasize this enough, if you're tired of sort of that sterile environment at your bank, big national chain where they don't seem to really even notice you're there, why not get the personal touch that comes with Triad Bank? After all, it's your money. You should be treated right. Triad Bank on Clayton Road in Frontenac, and they're on the web at triadbanking.com. Also, appliance discounters, where they are well aware of all the cannots the other appliance guys tell you when you say, I need that appliance, I need it right away, and they say, yeah, I can't do that. And appliance discounters, that want to make your life easier, offering a full, in-stock, 40,000-square-foot warehouse full of GE appliances, General Electric, so you know you're getting the best. Times are difficult enough. You don't want to wait two, three months for the appliance. Get it in just a couple of days. Lowest price, GE rebates, great service, and in-stock. Only at Appliance Discounters. Shop any of the showrooms or go online, theappliancediscounters.com. As always, our savings are your savings. Also, Marie DeVilla Senior Living, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road in West County. 60-acre, beautiful campus. They have the Villa Estates, assisted living, all different levels of senior care. Marie DeVilla Senior Living. Take a virtual tour online. All right, let's talk some hockey, some racing, and whatever else comes to mind. It's Keith Kachuk. We're hanging with Big Walt. I know you call me 2020, and apparently now Jamal Mayers has found out, and he's going to be using it to all his friends. What's the hockey equivalent? Like, so basketball, the joke is if you're up 20 or down 20, what would it be in hockey? Like 5'5 five, five or 6'6 six, six or 5'1? Well, when you, when you uh, were JV senior year, um, that's a whole different category, right? Hockey is if, you, if, you, if you're not very good, you just don't play at all. You're scratched. So there, there is no score. No, there's – yeah, no. It's kind, of hard to, it's kind of hard to bury guys. I guess you just get less ice time, but it feels like in hockey everybody plays. If you're on the bench, you get out there. Like in basketball, you sit on the bench and not move. Mario, there are some guys that years ago – it's not – it's different now because everybody can actually play. But years ago when there's a tough guy, he might not get a shift. Like he dressed in the game, but he might, might not get one shift. And back then – you didn't get credit for a game until you stepped on the ice. It's different now. Once you're dressed, it's called a game. But there are some guys that literally put the uniform on, went on the bench, and never touched the ice. So that would affect, like, their pension and everything, right? Game yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, that I think it's all changed now where once you were dressed, doesn't matter if you play a shift or two shifts or eight shifts, you get credit for the game. Are those guys on the bench, like, barking, like, put me out there, come on, or do they just know it's not happening? Oh, yeah, bad. I can't do much barking back then because there was a lot of bullying going on with coaches, so I don't think that's uh, – what are you going to do? I, I would I would just say, hey, but take hey, – you haven't played all game? I'll pretend like my skates don't work. Go out there and take my shift. You know what uh, I didn't realize, and this was – we were in the playoffs, we – the Blues are in the playoffs in Detroit. Sorry, I didn't suit up that year. Did you say we? 2020? <laughs> I'm sorry. 
the, the Blues are in the playoffs in Detroit, and it was an off day, and we're, you know, in the, the, the bowels of Joe Lewis. And I see Twister, Tony Twist, talking to Joey Coaster, and they're laughing and goofing around. I'm like, these guys will beat the snot out of each other. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, how friendly the tough guys were with one another. Yeah, they had a lot, of, a lot of those guys. I think they're from the same neck of the woods up in Saskatchewan. But most of those guys, yeah, they respect each other. It wasn't a lot of hate, but they fought each other. They punched each other in the face. And next thing you know, they're having a beer afterwards. All right, we got a lot of hockey topics. But I'm going to start with the Derby. How about that? You're a big horse racing guy. How pissed would you be if you had a winning ticket for the Kentucky Derby for the horse that finished second? I forget the name. And then you rip it up, throw it away because your horse didn't win. And now you find out that the winner, Medina Spirit, could end up getting DQ'd. Apparently, the money that's paid out to the, the fans and stuff, that, that they don't overrule that. That doesn't change. The person well, yeah. wouldn't that tick you off, though, if you had the horse finishing second to well, win? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a it's catch 22, I guess. I mean, like, I'd, I'd be pissed off at the end of the day. You know, I don't know the whole rules with the whole. What the kid, what the horse took. I don't even know what he took, but could you imagine having a huge ticket? If I ripped, because I I go over the old uh, east side to put my bets in at the gas station over there, the old TB. I would have been pissed, but I always keep mine no matter what, win or lose. So I have mine. Obviously, I didn't didn't have that winning ticket. So, um, but, but imagine the people that cashed, and you can't recall that. Obviously, you can't. So it probably evens out at the end of the day because they paid out for the. I guess the fake winner and the real winner. So it, it sucks for the players or it sucks for the people who bet. I'm sure the, the track or the, you know, the betting site probably broke even because either way they're going to, I don't know. It, it's weird. It sucks. It sucks. Well, I was trying to figure out what they would do. And a friend of mine is in the horse breeding business in Kentucky. And he said, the only money they would reverse is the purse money. So the winning horse that got a check, let's say for a million bucks, they would have to give that, to the second yeah, it's actually i think it's 1.8 1.8 okay i think but then there is no way to undo the gambling money yeah. because it's, it's just too convoluted people throwing tickets away i guess it just it makes sense that you can't undo it but it would really stink so you I, did I, not did yeah, you I, bought, I, I boxed the number one horse and he got stuck on the reel could never recover i always go on eddie olchuk eddie olchuk works for nbc and he, uh, he he did give me the eight, but I had a box with a couple of horses. So, have you ever gone to the Derby? No, I haven't been invited a bunch of times. So that's on the bucket list. Um, Matthew went a few years ago um, with the Novellis. Yeah. He said they were right at the fifth, uh, right in the right at the finish line in a suite. They flew down and flew right back afterwards. He said it was incredible bad. I've been, but it's been a long time. Let's do that. I'm going to write this down. Next year, Derby. No, you know who's going to take us is Doug Krogan. Doug ghosted me. After the event, we were all at the Tim Peel event. I'm, I'm pissed off at him for that. I'm going to lay into him for that. I'm going to look right now. I texted him. You guys should get along really well. You're both average athletes. <laughs> I texted him right here. Great to catch up. And he's okay. Here's what he said. Hey Brady, I'm on a Zoom call with Marty Kilcoin 2020. Can I call you right back? Jeez, you're always on with Marty. <laughs> Say hello to Marty. Hey Marty, how's it going? Brady, well, you'll get a little slice of you know this podcast revenue for being on the show here, and <laughs> we will see you soon uh, hanging with the Kachucks in the backyard. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right, I'll call you back. 
Where are you going? Uh, to Ancaster. All right, I'll call, I'll call you in a few minutes. So, yeah. By the way, nice shout out on TV that Matthew and Brady together did a Mother's Day shout out. I saw that on Canadian. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Chantel, you know, she loved it. She deserves a lot of credit. She got to deal with four kids, me, me included in that. Did she see it live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys know that was coming? No, no, no. Actually, they cut out half the video. Uh, the at end of the video because that dumbass Brady goes instead of Happy Mother's Day he goes Happy Birthday Mom. I know the reason why I know this because Matthew texts me right after he, they did the the thing and was making fun of Brady so bad. <laughs> Too many hits to the head, Jesus. Yeah, just say you know one year of college. That's that, that's what happened here. Happy birthday, mom. It would be good if it was her birthday. Then he could just knock out two things at one time. You know, one car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So your buddy. We should give him a plug. I don't know why Jack we did. Doug Krogan, right? Anheuser Bush. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm talking to him that night. We're at a party. And I was telling him about the podcast. He said, Hold on. He said, Walt's got a pie. I said, Yeah. I said, we, We're hanging with Big Walt. I said, We do it every other week. It's on Dan McLaughlin's website. It's on iTunes, Spotify. People love it. And he goes, I'm going to send you some stories about Walt. But and I, I'm outing him now since he didn't respond to me. And he said, Don't tell him, but I'm going to slide you some material. So I text him about it. Nothing. Two weeks later, oh. nothing. Well, you are nothing. I'll text him. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not mad. I'm more disappointed than Doug for that. Yeah, you tell him that. Yeah, thirty thirty. That's his new name. He's thirty thirty. <laughs> uh, all right, some hockey conversation. We are talking to Big Walt here. David Backus rolled through town. Really cool. Just the way it kind of worked out. Playing his last NHL game. I, I don't think he played after that. And it happened to be at Enterprise Center. You were with him when he was first coming up. Give me an idea. What did you think his career would be when you first were around him? You know what? He, you know, I, I, obviously, you, you know, a young kid coming in, wet behind the ears, but he was a mature kid for his, uh, for his age. And you know what? He, um, you know, he really evolved as a player. You know, he was more of a, a big power forward. You look at a third, fourth line, but he turned into a top six forward. He had some great years here in St. Louis. He scored 30 goals. Um, you know, he just was a great, great guy, you know, family first guy and great captain for our organization. And he just did a great job. He played hard. He played heavy. And you know what? That wears and tears on your body the way he played. But he was a he was an absolute stud for us for a long time. And, you know, I'm glad he got a chance to finish, you know, playing his last game at the enterprise. Cause you know, he's, he'll always be a blue. And did you see captain traits in him? Like, do you know that early on? Yeah, because the way he played, like he was a physical presence. He, you know, he had that combination of skill and grit and he would stick up for his teammates. He fought, you know, Taze and all these guys, you know, he, he, he was, he wasn't going to back down the way he played. He played a heavy game. He played almost like the styles you played in the nineties, you know, big physical presence, good size. And, but he was a great kid, great kid. He, he, he came in as a good player, left as a great player. Like he really played his best hockey here in St. Louis. Um, you know, it's just sad that he didn't get it. I wish he got a thousand games. He was so close, but you know, they gave him a great tribute at the end. It was great. And the only disappointment I would think for him is he wasn't here when they won the cup. I mean, they came close and you know what it's like. He came close a couple of times that, that run in 2016, when they got to the conference final before losing to San Jose, beat the Blackhawks in that game seven, finally got over that hurdle. Uh, that 
I would love for him to have been part of that team that won the cup. I know it didn't work out, but I, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, you know what? He, he, like I said, he, he played some heavy games, heavy series for us. And, you know, and it's weird that we actually beat Boston and when he played for Boston in the Stanley Cup final. So, you know what? I actually ran into uh, when we flew in with the team, like uh, I flew in with all the, the um, wives and girlfriends and staff. We flew in for uh, before game seven or game, I feel what game it was. Um, we ran, I ran to the Bacchus family. We were walking down the street and I ran to the Mr. and Mrs. Bacchus uh, before the game. And it was great seeing them. I mean, we, they spent a lot of time here, but he's, you know what? He's a great guy. He's, he's going to land on his feet. Um, you know, he's really, really good, good character guy. I am a good friend. So he'll, he'll land on his feet. I'm telling you. When he lived in your basement, would his parents call you guys and check in? like <laughs> Curfew. They would come over and visit. Uh, no, he, he was great. He was so – I remember the, the day I got traded and I was in, I was on the road and I actually called David. I said, uh, after the game, they were flying back to St. Louis and I had to fly to Atlanta. Hey, anyway, buddy, I love you, but you're out of the house now, kid. <laughs> I said, you're out. I'm playing for the Thrashers. You can't be living in my house. Yeah, he used to play a uh, little meal hockey, knee hockey with the kids, you know, down in the basement, so – Wow. You, never, you never came over to the house for um, Halloween, buddy. You missed it. I did. I missed the whole era. Why don't you just have a big Halloween blowout party next year? No, we're done. We're done. No. We, we live in a different house now. It's a quiet neighborhood. We don't have the, the all the kids running around with the wagons and their parents coming over and having a few beers at the house on Halloween. Great times. Among my life's regrets, I didn't get to the Kachucks on a, on a Halloween. Yeah. That's right. We'll go to the Derby next year and – well, Brady and, and uh, Matthew will be in the playoffs next year. They, they got to be a little bummed, right? Not being in yeah, it. Yeah, they're they're bummed. It, it's it's hard. It's you know because you know you, you want to get to that next level, and you know just Calgary's more disappointed. Ottawa had a great year. There was not a lot of expectations, but they had a great year. But Matthew's team uh, was a disappointing year. So who knows what's going to happen? And now they got to play four games because of the rescheduling with the COVID against Vancouver. So two non-playoff teams, that sucks. Sucks. But, hey, figure it out. And then what? They come home for the summer? They got summer jobs lined up yet? <laughs> Paper out. Uh, <laughs> Matthew just bought a place uh, in Brentwood. So Chantel they, um, is renovating that. So it's almost ready. So he's looking forward to that. And then Brady's just going to come back here. They're going to work out. and you know, the lawn. Yeah, they, they have no idea what – hard labor is boy, a little brass. <laughs> uh, do you think the blues care if it's Colorado or Vegas? I know we'll know that by later tonight. Do you think players do care? Look at matchups. You know what? I, I, I I'm not going to lie to you, Marty. As a player. Yeah. I, I always looked at matchups. I mean, this time it's pick your poison. They're two great teams. Um, it's going to be hard. It really is. Um, Travel-wise, you know, if that means a lot to you, yeah, you'd rather have Colorado with a shorter distance. But you know what? Colorado and Vegas are the two favorites to win the Stanley Cup. So, you know what? Why not? If you're going to play, eventually play them, might as well play them first. You know, I was looking at the record with Colorado – or with Vegas, rather, and the Blues are 2-4-2. Two, and two. So you could say, wow, they lost six out of eight. But you could also say the two they lost in overtime or shootouts – they're damn close to being four and four. So yeah, you, yeah. how do you view it? 
Well, I think Colorado's the fat. I mean, both teams are fast, but I think Vegas is, uh, you know, yeah, you could flip a coin. Those games could have been, you know, it's, it's, you know, it really doesn't matter now. But I mean, Colorado is a faster team. Like they're fast. We are, you know, either way, like we're, we're not as fast as Colorado. And not most teams aren't as fast as Colorado. So I don't know. I mean, Vegas has two really good goalies. I don't know much about Colorado's goalies, but, you know, either way, it's going to be tough. Would you want to face McKinnon or do you want to face Stone? You know, so it's, it's, it's going to be tough. All right, you are the uh, director of player recruitment. You're well aware of the Blues younger players, the roster. I think this Clem Costin sort of has a mystique about him. I don't know if it's because he's from Russia or he played over there. We haven't seen him much. The names, that's kind of a cool name too, Clem Costin. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's, what's his future look like? Well, he's a, he's a big, strong, powerful forward. He came over as a young kid, like in the American League, which is hard to do. Um, and give him credit, he went over, you know, back to Russia and his team did really well and he had a better second half. So he's a big, strong kid who can help, especially in a, in a playoff run. And as far as getting in, once you're playing, you think this Blues team will have a, another gear, like being in the postseason? Like, they've had some good moments as yeah. you've been a little up, a little down. Do you think all of a sudden this team, with a lot of guys who were here two years ago, do you think well, they're yeah. – yeah. I better? remember two years ago they won a Stanley Cup, you know, and a lot of the guys are back. I mean, you got Ryan O'Reilly, who's a great leader and great – Great player, you know, you got, you know, Tarasenko, hopefully he's healthy moving forward. And, yeah, you miss a big piece in Petrangelo, but you still got Schwartz, Shen, Pareko. You know, you got the guys who have been there before, and obviously the goalie, the most important thing, Bennington, had that swagger, and you expect to have that swagger back. So I, the guys will be ready. I mean, they're, they won two years ago. You don't just wake up one day and be a bad team. So they'll be ready to go. I heard Tory Krug say the other day, I don't think teams want to play us. Do you think the Blues will grab an underdog kind of identity? Do you think they'll feed off that? Like, hey, we're not expected to win? Yeah, because, well, you, 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 like I said, you look at the the odds to win the Stanley Cup and the two highest odds are the top three in the league are Colorado and Vegas, and you're in your division. You're playing one of them right away. So 100%, it's uh, definitely the underdog, and I wouldn't – I wouldn't eliminate us at all. It's going to be a fight till the finish. I feel like we've accomplished a lot. We heard from Brady. We called out Doug Krogan. I won't drink a Bud Select until he texts me back. And Chantel um, crying at breakfast this morning at the shack. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, that was before we officially recorded. You had, we should say, shout out to Taryn, your daughter. She's graduating from Villa on to the next. How are mom and dad handling the emotion? She's off to Virginia this summer. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Uh, I got a great picture in the house of uh, Taryn going her first day to Oak Hill and the boys walking her in. And then now you've, you know, fast forward. It's like, oh, my God, this is it. It's our last kid going to college. So we did a nice uh, family breakfast, uh, a breakfast today for the school and all the parents showed up in their where their kids are going to college in their gear. So and then we decided to have breakfast afterwards. It was it was an emotional day. Chantal broke down a little bit and she's, uh, you know, she's going to have to really deal with me now from now on. <laughs> she, at least she had Taryn to take care of. Do you think she's crying because she realized she's left in the house now with just you? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> she's like, Devastated. Brady, get home soon. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's fair. All right, my man, we'll talk to you soon. Let's hope we got a nice deep playoff run. All right, 2020. Take care, buddy. 
And we'll have a segment coming up soon talking about the Blues playoff stretch here or that's against either against Vegas or Colorado. We'll know that soon. Uh, I guess I'm not... I guess I'm not invited to a Halloween party at Waltz. I guess that's that's come and gone. Maybe a derby trip next year. We should get that scheduled. You can always uh, subscribe to the podcast for the Kilcoin Conversation, all of our different visits. Hopefully you enjoyed the David Vibora story, former Rams player who is now living in the Dallas area, and he's got a gym taking care of military vets who have lost limbs, disabled vets. Unbelievable work that he's doing down there. The Mark Lamping interview last week, former Cardinals president, Currently the Jaguars president in the NFL. A lot of great feedback on that. So make sure you subscribe and get everything delivered directly to you. Also find the segments at scoopswithdannymac.com. We are presented by Appliance Discounters. Find all the great GE appliances at theappliancediscounters.com. Also Triad Bank on the web at triadbanking.com. Just great people. Talk to Jim Regna, the CEO. If you're a business owner looking to expand, make sure you check in with Jim or anybody on his team, what they can do for you. And Marie Davila, Senior Living, the home to Red Shandings for so many years, since 1960, premier senior living in West County. It's mariedevilla.com. Thanks for hanging with Big Walt. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>